Christmas, everybody! Yay! Hey, how great is it to have Christmas on Sunday? Come on! It's been a while, but I'm so excited to be able to celebrate Christmas with you, wherever you're watching from, whether you're with friends and family, or whether you're by yourself. Welcome to Christmas. We are all part of this family together on this Christmas Sunday. Come on. Hey, have you been enjoying the Christmas carols? I know I have. I've been really enjoying being able to sing these carols together. And it's just something about Christmas time. I just love this season. You know, I love seeing the trees here and the little decorations around. Anyone put up a Christmas tree in their house? Come on. I have so many fond memories of growing up and having Christmas and, uh, you know, having a big tree. And when you're little, the tree seems even bigger. But I have all these great memories of running to the tree on Christmas morning, whether it's at our, it was at our house or maybe my grandma's house. And I had other cousins there, my little brother and our cousins. And we would all wake up at 5 a.m. Like at the crack of dawn. And we'd run out of bed and run towards the tree and find the presents. And yeah, this is my present. And all the adults would come along and they'd be like, oh yeah, Christmas. Oh yeah, great. great. So, and then all the kids would be like, ah. And uh, it was so fun being able to celebrate Christmas together as a family on Christmas Day. And what's funny in Australia is that Christmas is actually during our summertime, right? Isn't that wild? So as a young kid, I was always confused by songs that's like, let's have a white Christmas. I'm like, talking about the beach? Or like, what are we talking about here, guys? Why is it white? Because we'd be in shorts and short sleeves. And uh, yeah, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But yes, we would have Christmas in Australia, and then we moved to Japan, had Christmas in Japan, and that's when I, you know, first discovered what a white Christmas was. But no matter where we were in the world, no matter who we were having Christmas with, our family always made an effort to make Christmas be about family. Come on. And so like I said, guys, if you're watching by yourself or with others, like wherever you're watching from, please you are part of this family. I hope you feel welcome during this Christmas time. And so today's message I called, Why Do I Love the Jesus Christmas Story? So, you know, we do talk a lot about how Christmas is about family, and it is, but more importantly than that, Christmas is about Jesus. Yes, this past month, we've been going through different messages, talking about different incredible people that make up this amazing Christmas story. And today, we're kind of going to go, you know, the, the crash course, the Sparknote version of the Christmas story. But did you know that the Christmas story actually begins many, many years before Jesus was actually born. You see, the Christmas story starts with a promise, a promise from God. And so let's read that promise here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, many hundred years before Jesus was born, we had this promise. The Jewish people of that day, they had this promise. They were looking forward to a Savior, to a Messiah, to someone to come and save them. Now, why do we need a saving? What do we need saving from? You see, 
everyone, even now, when we are born into this world, we are born into something called sin. And that sin is just simply all the decisions and actions and stuff that separate us from a perfect God. And so you see, God loves us and He didn't want to stay separated. So He devised a plan. And that plan begins on Christmas when Jesus was born. So this promise was the promise of Him sending Jesus to be our Savior, of Jesus becoming Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, God came close to us because God loves us. Did you know God loves you? He loves you so much that He sent Jesus to be born on this earth as a human, 100% God, 100% human. How does that make sense? I don't know, but that's the way it is. And Jesus came to this earth and He was born as a baby. And He was born to this incredible family. We have these two incredible characters that we talked about previous weeks with Mary and Joseph. Now these two, they were engaged they were going to be married, they were young, and they had incredible plans for their future. They were probably giddy and excited about making this wedding happening, and boom, God turns up and absolutely ruins all of their plans. I know, right? God, what are you doing? But God says like to both of them separately, God guides them and speaks to them and says, hey, I'm about to do this miracle that I prophesied that I talked about 400 years ago. Like, I'm going to do this now, 600 years ago. I'm going to do this now. And Mary, I've chosen you. And Joseph, I have chosen you. And so God speaks to Mary and Joseph about this incredible plan. And so they accept this plan of God. They accept what's going to happen, that the, the Savior of the world is going to be born through them, conceived through the Holy Spirit. And so when it's about time for Mary to give birth, they have to go to Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem. And when they go there, there's no room. There's no Airbnb, there's no hotels, there's no inns, there's no lodging. There's nowhere to go because so many people had come to this area at this time. And so all they could find was a barn in the back of someone's, I don't know, house or their hotel. There was a barn full of animals. And in this humble location, Jesus, the Savior of the world, was born. And they placed him in a manger, in a feeding trough for the animals, right? Isn't this a crazy story? And so the first thing I want to say is that even though Jesus was king, he came and was born to Mary and Joseph in a very humble way, in a very humble beginning. And so Luke 2 verse 7 says this, She, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Right? The king of the universe, God, that created everything, that created you and me, that created breath, that created life, that created light, that created time. This God loved us so much that He sent His Son, Jesus, to this earth to be born as a human. And not just born as a human, but born in the most humble of beginnings, the most humble of environments. You see, Jesus, He could have been born into like a royal family and been born in the temple with many, many servants and many, many, you know, nice things. <laughs> but Jesus, that's not how His story begins. That's not how He wanted to relate to the world. He wanted to relate to every single person 
in the world. Therefore, he came in this humble, humble beginning, in this humble state, so that he could be able to relate. Rhymed. I know you like that. He came so that he could relate to every single person in the world, no matter if they were rich, no matter if they were poor, no matter what kind of background, no matter what kind of skin color, no matter what kind of parents. Jesus can relate to every single human on earth. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that beautiful? That even though it was maybe not a, a very pleasant, maybe it was a bit smelly with animals and whatnot around, that's, that's the kind of beginning that our God chose. That's the kind of way He chose to relate to you and me. And you know what's really uh, also interesting is that God protected Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus this whole time. You see, there was a, a bad ruler during that time named Herod, and he, he was not happy about hearing, he heard these rumors about a, a king being born. So he, he got in his head that he's going to wipe out all of these, these young babies. Isn't that terrible? And so during this, this terrible time, God speaks to Mary and Joseph and He protects this family. And so in Luke, uh, Matthew, sorry, Matthew 2 verse 13, it says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is bad man. He is going to search for the child to kill him. Wow! Sounds pretty dangerous. And so I love Joseph because every time that God speaks to him, he gets up and does it. He's a man of faith. He's a man of action. And God, being a loving father, is a God of protection. And so over your life as well, I believe that God is a God of protection. And you might be thinking, well, why did this happen? Or why did that happen? Or why am I going through this right now? If God, where is your protection, God? And you know what? I don't know the answers to those questions, but I do know that God loves you and He has a plan for you and He still is with you. He is still Emmanuel, God with you, even in the hard moments. So anyone that's there watching today feeling like it's not a very good Christmas for you, hey, I want to encourage you. God is close. Amen. God is with you. He wants to help you get through those hard moments. He wants to help you overcome and get stronger. Because when we don't give up, when we keep on believing and we get through those trials, we look back and say, wow, thank you, God, for your protection. Isn't that crazy? And so I love seeing that God, He starts things in, a, in humble beginnings. And He also is a God of protection, how He protected Mary and Joseph and, of course, baby Jesus. But I just love this Christmas scene. We call it the nativity scene in English. And it's the scene where we have Mary and Joseph in the manger and we have baby Jesus in the, you know, in the manger. Sorry, Mary and Joseph were not in the manger. They were in the barn. Jesus was in the manger. I'm going to get my facts correct. And then there was all these other folks that came and joined the celebration. You see, last week we talked about the shepherds and the wise men, two very different peoples, different backgrounds, different economies, different wealth, different maybe educations. And yet all kinds of different people were able to come and show up and be part of the celebration. I love that. And it was a, it's like a, a crazy family. This kind of like disjointed family with different people and <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about with these Christmas parties or any party, those family parties where you have that one uncle that, you know, is a little bit, you know, 
that was basically like this, right? It was, it was all kinds of different people and they were celebrating. It was a family of joy. And so let me just quickly read the story of the shepherds and the, the wise men. It says in Luke 2 verse 10 to 12, it says an angel reassured them. This is the shepherds said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. So an angel turns up to the shepherds while they're tending their sheep in the middle of their job and says, hey, something amazing has happened. A Savior has been born. You should go check it out. <laughs> and so the shepherds are like, all right. And so they go check it out and they come and they were filled with joy. Remember this word, all right? And then it talks about the wise men and it says in Matthew 2, verse 9 to 11, it says, After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east, where they came from, guided them all the way to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place. Where, <coughs> ooh, just choked a little bit. <laughs> so it's, uh, it went ahead of him and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we have these two very different people groups, different backgrounds, and they all come together in the one place, and they were filled with joy. You see this little word, this one little word is in both these sections it said the shepherds were filled with joy and they spread the joy to the city around them and then the the wise men they were filled with joy and they came from a completely different background different country different understandings of things and yet they both all parties involved were filled with joy and that's what I love about Christmas time is that is the time of joy a time where we can all come together as one crazy family from different backgrounds different experiences different you know upbringings different languages we can all come together at this Christmas time to celebrate God with us Jesus Christ the Messiah coming to this earth to save us all and that's why he came. Because yes, at Christmas time, we celebrate Jesus' birth. But the real reason that Jesus came was so that he would die for us. But he didn't just die. He rose again three days later. He's alive today. And he wants a relationship with anybody who wants to believe. Anybody that wants that relationship with Jesus. Jesus is like, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. Come on. I want to know you. I want to give you joy. I want to give you true love that will fill your heart like nothing else ever could. And so that was the final thing I wanted to say is that Jesus, he grew up and he went to the cross for us. Romans 5 verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Come on. That means we didn't do anything to earn God sending Jesus. We didn't do anything, any action, any words, any effort in order to earn God's love, in order to earn God sending Jesus. It's not like we deserved it. And yet, God sent Jesus anyway because He loves us 
so much because that's how much He wants to have a relationship with you. And lastly, I want to read John 3.16, very famous scripture. Let me end with this. It says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. Come on. See, this is God's master plan, is that everyone would come to know Him through Jesus. This is why Jesus came. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Yes, it's a time of joy and a time of family and a time of thankfulness and a time of eating Christmas cake and chicken and I love it all. But (laughs) it's more than that. It's God loving us so much that He sent His one and only Son, the Savior, Messiah, Emmanuel, so that God would come close to us so that we could have a relationship with Him. And so lastly today, guys, I just want to ask you this one question. Do you have a relationship with God? Have you ever accepted God into your life? Maybe you used to, but you, you, you've kind of fallen away from that. Well, today, I want to give you the opportunity to be able to accept God into your life. And all you need to know is that Jesus loves you. That's why He came. That's why we have Christmas. He went to the cross. He died and He rose again. And He wants a relationship with you today. And so I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to say now. And when I say now, I'm just going to ask for anyone watching today, if you want to make that decision to believe in Jesus or come back to Him, when I say now, I'm going to ask you to make that decision in your heart. And when you do, I want to pray that God comes into your life in a powerful way and He's going to fill you with His love and His joy like you've never experienced before. So this Christmas day, why not accept the greatest gifts in all of history? The greatest gift, the greatest present, the greatest Christmas present that God gave to us, His Son Jesus and a relationship with Him. So if you want that, I'm going to count to three. Are you ready? Three, two, one, now. If that's you, why don't you make that decision? Come on. Hey, if you made that decision, I really would like to pray with you all. And if you did, I really why don't you join me in praying this prayer over yourself? Yes, God, we thank you for these incredible people. God, right now, I pray you come into their life. I pray that you take away all of their sins, all of their mistakes and hurts from the past and fill them with your love and your grace and your joy during this Christmas time, God. There is joy. And so, God, I pray that you fill them with your joy and with a, a hope for the future, for your incredible plan that you have for their lives. And right now, God, I just pray that they'll be able to celebrate this Christmas in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas to you all, guys. I hope you enjoyed this Christmas Sunday with all of our carols. I pray that you go and have Christmas cake and turkey and chicken and whatever it is. And we'll see you all next year. What? Mind-blowing. But yes, January 1st, we're going to be having church. We'll see you there. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.